entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply with thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you. I put together an insightful Think Outside the Box masterclass. This 15-minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to get your business sale ready, even if you aren't thinking of selling it yet. Why now? Join me and find all the benefits that come with having a sale-ready business. Register for free at scale, the number two, sell. Dot biz. All right, I'm excited to have my international guest with me today, Matt Edmondson. Matt is the CEO of Orion Digital. He is, a, he is very well-versed in e-commerce and is an e-commerce entrepreneur. His sites have generated over $700 or $75 million in worldwide sales. He's also a coach, and he's helped his clients turn over over $100 million. So Matt is a fellow podcaster, right, and host of the e-commerce podcast, where he chats with experts in the field of e-commerce on how to grow and develop online businesses. Now, he's also a family man, and he's from Liverpool, UK. And I think if he had his own way, he loves football so much, he'd buy the Liverpool Football Club. So Matt, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. And thank you for that intro. Uh, no one's ever mentioned that before, but that's great. No, it's great to be here. Yeah, with the Liverpool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our interest. I'm a hockey nut, so um, I watch a lot of ice hockey and Stanley okay. Cups uh, going on currently. So there's like four games every night. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean you have four TVs with each game? On? No, I just, I switch between the lenses, you know, I'll watch this one and it goes in intermission, then I'll go back and watch another one for a little while and come back. So yeah, we get it going, but then it starts to trim down, you know, it's one of those, mm-hmm. you know, you start with 16 then you go to eight and then, you know, down to four and down to two. So fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My, Sounds great. My ex-husband got me started in hockey and, and then it became, you know, quite the obsession. So I love it. <laughs> Well, it's good to be obsessed about something. Of course, we have to. We have to. All right. So how in the world did you get involved with e-commerce? What triggered all that? Uh, it was completely by accident, uh, if I'm honest with you. Um, it all started in the late 90s when a friend of mine uh, asked me if I knew anybody that could do a website for his church. And I was like, I only know one company that can do websites, but and, um, and it was crazy money back then. I mean, crazy, crazy money to get a website developed. So I said to him, I said, listen, I know that there's some software out there. Um, If you buy the software, I'll figure out how to do the website. And so um, he he said, okay. And that kickstarted a journey for me in web development. I just learned it as a side hustle. And then in 2002, so about four years after that, I um, I realized that e-commerce was was starting to become a bit of a thing. And so I wrote my first ever e-commerce website. And I, but I had no product to sell. I had this website, um, but no product to sell on it. So I approached some friends of mine who sold tanning products, you know, that you, these kind of lotions you put on your skin when you went onto a sunbed to try and tan faster. 
Uh, and so I said to them, dude, listen, do you mind if I sell your products online? Because I just need a product to sell and I've no idea what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to sell one or a thousand. And he's like, no, go for it. And so we set up a company called TanMad, uh, as you do. And we started selling tanning products online. And then six months later, I sold that website to the guys I bought the products from. They, they were like, oh, wow, this is really great. So can we take that over? And I'm like, sure. Um, and so that kickstarted the whole journey for me. And here I am 20 years later, still doing not tanning products, but still doing the same <laughs> sort of thing. I was just going to say tanning products are still pretty popular, but um, yeah, that's great. That's great. So, you know, with, with products like that, you know, I've heard so many stories in the e-commerce world that they've done it the same way. They built the engine, you know, the website, and then mm -hmm. just found stuff, find stuff to sell. Mm -hmm. I mean, are you are the, are e-commerce always being like middlemen? You know, someone makes it and I find a good deal on it and then I resell it to you. Is that how it works primarily? It can do. Uh, and I, I, the irony is um, I don't really advocate that as a way of doing it now, um, okay. if I'm honest with you. I think what worked for me in 2002, 20 years ago, is very different to the world which we live now. Um, back then, there was no choice in e-commerce platform. You know, there was um, it was a very different world. Um, Google AdWords hadn't even become a thing. You know, it was it was it, it was very different. And so now it, it, the, everything sort of flipped on its head. And so if you're going to start online, um, you first have to start with a product before you go mm -hmm. and build the platform. Um, and the reason you have to do that is because um it uh, doesn't pick a product that you want to sell dog leads for example you know a dog leash so let's say mm -hmm. i want to sell dog leashes online well pet owners um are a particular breed of people amongst themselves the way they do yeah. things yeah yeah and the way they do things the way they think the way they act is very unusual and so if i just go and give them the same as i give somebody over here that's buying vitamins for example or you know protein supplements for the gym head well the two the two very different markets, very different ways of approaching life and very different ways of thinking about how to buy something online. And so when you start with a product, you can then go, right, what's the best solution for my customer to buy mm. that product? What's the best platform? What's what's going to help them uh, buy this product quickly and easily and in a way that they're going to go tell 20 of their friends about it, right? So um, now I, yeah, I built the platform in 2002 and then went and found the product here. I I, you know, there's no way I'd do that now. I'd, I'd always go product first. And then I'd, I'm like, right, what's the best way to serve that market? Nice. Okay, good. Glad to hear because I hear so many, there's so many ads out there, so many coaching programs and so many ways of um, at least what I see of, of saying, oh, you can sell anything and just, you know, go find a trend and, and then start selling stuff on it. And I'm like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't if need only to white label stuff. Yeah. yeah. If only it was exactly. that easy. Jeez. Right. I can yeah, yeah. sell uh, cupcake tins or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's Become fantastic. A millionaire overnight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So, how does most of my clients are professional services? Um, you know, business owners, the traditional kind of mindset. I'm believing that with, especially with the shift that we went through in COVID, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. online now. Sure. Even, even my attorneys who had these, you know, great boardrooms are meeting clients online. Mm -hmm. There's got to be an avenue where these types of traditional model businesses can get into some sort of e-commerce to supplement their income or add mm -hmm. value to their clients. 
Do you think that that's something that's possible? I absolutely do. Yes. And I, I totally advocate that. Um, so I, you know, my background is an e-commerce. I say to people, I'm an e-commerce entrepreneur, which most people in their head will go, well, there's a guy that sells product online, right? <laughs> that's kind of, that's what that means. Yeah. I have uh-huh. a product and he knows how to sell that on a website. Um, but th- the truth is these days, um, and it's been true for 20 years, products don't have to be physical. They can be digital. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we if we instantly remove that barrier, which says I've got to be able to touch what it is that I'm buying um, and you enter the sphere of digital products, well, that opens up a whole chunk of possibility for service providers. Right. Who, um, you know, and I, I do do service provision. I do coaching. Like you mentioned, I I've owned and ran a digital agency, which in effect if I boil it down to the simple terms, I am selling time for, you know, uh, for money. In effect, you give me money, I give you time. It could be a web developer's time. It could be this, it could be that, because you need that time to create this outcome that you want. Um, And when I got into the service-based business, I was like, man, this is rubbish compared to (laughs) e-commerce because uh, in e-commerce, I'm like, I can go to bed and wake up richer. Right. I can I can go to bed and I would always enjoy waking up in the morning and seeing how many people bought my products overnight whilst I was asleep. It was a beautiful thing. And so um, it became a driving thing for me. How do I how do I bring that concept to my service based model? Right. How do I how do I do that? And I think if if you're in the service based industry listening to this product, I think that should be your overriding question i genuinely do i think you should be like how how can i make money out of what i do whilst i'm asleep how, what's yeah. what's the route to to do that thank you and and i believe i believe in the same and i think that with with the way consumers are buying these days i mean here in the states everybody's buying on amazon so they're even grocery shopping my daughter orders her food and and tells them to deliver it between 5 and 6 and there's bags on her doorstep so everybody's buying online. Mm-hmm. So why can't we buy a, a product of sort of an information product or a digital product online through a professional that we mm-hmm. would normally have? Or, you know, I mean, so, so that was my whole mindset. So I agree on that, that, that that's the angle that we have to go. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about products or digital products, give me some examples of what you would consider a digital product. So anything um, that you can, in theory, download um, and, you know, have on your computer. So you could, uh, the common examples would be like um, an electronic book or um, uh, like a a video, like an online course. They tend to be great um, products. Uh, Membership sites of digital products, um, they're phenomenal things uh, going off right now. And then there's also hybrid. So um, we did some work with a medical practice um, in New Zealand, and it was kind of like they have a really interesting medical system in New Zealand, a very unlike the British one, actually. It's kind of, um, it's, it's, it was quite unusual. It took me a little while to get my head around it. Um, but it was interesting when you, when you talk to people about going to the doctor's, um, and what they like and what they don't like. So if you go see a general doctor, a GP, we call it a general practitioner, you mm-hmm. go to the doctors. 
a lot of people like me were like, I, I don't enjoy that experience. I don't want to go sit in a room with a bunch of sick people because I don't know what I'm going to catch and wait in line for an undetermined amount of time to talk to a doctor, right? I just or a nurse I don't practitioner. want to do that. You don't even get the doctor these days. Yeah whoever it is that I'm going to talk to. And it was just the whole experience was horrible. So we were like, well, what if you could just put that whole thing online? So um, I may need to physically see the doctor, but nine times out of 10, I don't. Mm -hmm. um, nine times out of 10, the problem can be solved online. So what would happen if that patient didn't have to go sit in a room full of sick people, didn't have to go wait, you know, take the whole morning off work because they didn't know how long they were going to be for, in effect, what was a five minute conversation? What would happen if that doctor called me at a predetermined time using video like we are now on Zoom or whatever it's going to be? I pay them my 50 bucks or 100 bucks. I have the conversation and we determine the next steps from there right? How, how difficult is that? And that solves like 70 to 80% of all the things that people come into the doctor's surgery about. Everyone's happier, everyone's healthier, um, costs go way down. I mean, the benefits are, are enormous. Um, and so you can do, so you can do these hybrid things as well online and that, you know, you can sell these things online. So um, I think it, Digital products, therefore, take on a whole different meaning. It's like, what can I deliver online through the lens of a camera on on screen? What is it? What what can that look like for my business and my service? I love it. I love it. And using that same, you know, telemed is getting so popular here in the states. Uh, even there, uh, you know, the insurance companies or the hospital organizations are announcing that you can do the telemed. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a fantastic example of how you can transform your business. And it's not 100%, but if you could, like you said, do 80% of it going back and forth here. Mm -hmm. And then if it's really bad, or if it's just a rash and they're going to call in the prescription to the local pharmacy and you go get the, the cream and you rub it on and you check back next week and say, oh, it's better now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, which is which is really what most of the treatments are. I mean, if you've broken your arm, okay, yeah, it looks mm. like it's dangling, go, go get an x-ray. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a little different. But, um, but yeah, I think that even, even traditional service-based companies, and we're talking like accountants and CPAs or, or the legal profession, attorneys, um, they can still do this too. Uh, advisors and coaches. If you're going to your financial advisor, mm -hmm. you don't have to take the morning off to go sit with them to review your mm -hmm. portfolio. You have an interaction online mm -hmm. and that there becomes a digital offering. Um, and I think that this is really the trend that I want to recommend to so many providers out there that there are other options mm -hmm. and, and more avenues in your own view of saying, be client centric, right? Yeah. The client yeah. doesn't want to get dressed up and spend a whole half a day, you know, going there because they can't see you on Saturday. They don't want you coming over on Tuesday night when the kids mm -hmm. are running around. I mean, they want to do it in a timely manner. Why not do it like this? Yeah. Wow. That's no, exactly cool. right. That's exactly. Cool. And if you look at the doctors um, that are growing, that are doing well, all of them have got this kind of system now implemented. Right. It yeah. just it is what it is. It's convenience for the customer and it's lower cost for them. And, I, and it, it becomes a win win. I have a friend who um, he's a, 
he's a barrister, which is very posh English word meaning uh, a very expensive attorney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, he's a he's a contracts barrister, so he's a guy that stands up in court and argues with the judge. And if you've ever seen them on TV, he has to wear the black robe and the white wig. No, this he is, does not. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, yeah. Oh and my gosh. So that's what that's what he does. He's also a computer genius. This fellow. And he's a really good friend of mine. And he currently is writing in his spare time computer code that um, it's like an AI system that will analyze uh, previous cases, right? So he wants to be able to type into the computer the particular parameters of a case that he's working on. The AI overnight will go and review all the case law and come back and write all the documentation that he needs. So when he wakes up in the morning, it's all there and he's ready to file papers or do whatever it is he needs to do. And uh, it's just becoming insane. Some of the things that you can now do, you know, when you sort uh, of think about it. Exactly. And, and to make it easier, you know, um, thinking about, so I have, I have an attorney friend on the, on the East coast that she, um, she is, she writes contracts, just generic contracts for, um, agreements and things that you need to do, client agreements, mm -hmm. um, course agreements. She wrote my podcast agreement for me uh, that you signed. And so they're very, they're very detailed and she's answered all these things, but this becomes a product mm -hmm. that she can sell that says that, okay, for X amount of money, you buy the, my contract software and you get access to all these contracts mm -hmm. you want to do. And if you need it reviewed, you know, because she has the fill in the blank for your name kind of stuff. Yeah. If you need it reviewed, she gives you a discount on her time to review mm. that. And mm. I think that that's one of those, you know, go to bed at night and people buy your, 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 yeah. your product yeah, or your is. membership into that, into that need that you have. Mm. Um, you know, I can't see necessarily a dentist saying, let me look at your teeth through the camera but I think that the dentist could provide a subscription service for maybe the whitening that you want to do on it mm -hmm. or the special mouthwash that you need. He could sell the products that he's recommending to you, the yes, special can, toothpaste, yeah. or you can buy a, you know, you can buy my, my, my dental quality, you know, toothbrush that spins around, you know? So I think that we can all have an additive of, some sort of product or additional service onto our business that can bring revenue for us and deepen that relationship between you and your customer. So your customer continues to buy from you mm -hmm. and continues to use your service because you provided something that nobody else is providing out there. That's very true. And the dentist actually would be would be very wise to sell the toothpaste and the toothbrush uh, in a subscription plan that includes, uh, you know, a regular checkup in the dental studio. So it's like, join my plan. It's 20 bucks a month or whatever it's going to be. Exactly. I send you the toothbrush, the toothpaste every three months. And every six months you get a checkup and every 12 months you get a whining or whatever it is. You know, you have package A, package B, package C. You always have three. You know, your bronze, your silver, your gold, whatever you want to call Love them. it. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, your low price, your mid price and your high price. Um, and you... You put those online and you sell them. And what this does, not only does it give you an upsell. So I know if I go to the dentist, I am very interested in the toothpaste that my dentist uses, right? A lot of the TV commercials will say dentists recommend this. Um, 
I care very deeply about what my dentist does because he's the expert. So I want to buy what he recommends. So he should sell that to me. Um, but more importantly, if I subscribe um, and I know I'm getting a checkup in six months, I'm not hunting for another dentist for the next six months. Mm-hmm. So then your repeat, your repeat rates on your services also go up because you've made it easy for me to buy. You've made it more convenient and you've, Every six months, I'm not going, oh, I need to book an appointment for the dentist, and it gets delayed another month. And I'm not thinking, oh, I need to book an appointment for the dentist. Oh, do I want to use this one? Or do I, is there a better one over there? I don't know. You've taken all that away, right? And so your repeat customer rates shoot through the roof. And so uh, I think it's a sensible thing. I love it. I love that subscription model. And then think about too, you know, if you are a dentist, you can also do something like Invisalign, where, where they send you the mold you mold your own teeth and then every month they send you a new rubber to put in your mm-hmm. teeth to straighten them. I mean, there's, there's so many products that I think a dentist could look at. And these, this is just one simple example of something mm-hmm. that would traditionally feel like it's kind of hard to add e-commerce, but you're adding it easily just by thinking yeah. outside the box. And that's, exactly. that's what I love. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so let's talk about things like, um, you know, if, if we get into maybe the blue collar trades, um, you know, something that, you know, the plumber, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the plumber's got to come out and he only gets called at 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday night because the toilet broke or mm-hmm. the sink spewing water. Is there a digital product that maybe he could add to his plan? Oh, absolutely. I was talking about this very thing, not with a plumber, but an electrician, a good friend of mine the other day. And it's like, what can you do? Right. Because it's the same, same thing. Right. Um, He's just waiting on the phone and he's busy. So I'm like, well, number one, um, if you think about uh, he, he installed home cinemas. And so I was like, well, go service them once a year. And to charge people 30 bucks a month and you go service their home cinema once a year. And if something breaks, they can call you and you get a discounted service if, or free or whatever because exactly. you're on the plan. Love it. Because you're on the plan, right? But if you go and service it, it's much more, it's not as likely to break down. So you're not going to get that call at 11 o'clock at night because it's being maintained properly. And more importantly, you're in the client's house once a year talking to them. Right. And so you can then upsell them the latest digital TV or the latest satellite system or whatever it is that's new that's driving them. Uh, You're not relying on them to find it out. Right. So if I was a plumber, um, you know, I've got a whole bunch of radiators installed in my house. Um, He could get a device which just goes on the radiators in my house and sends him a, a, a thing. So if there's a if there's something that's not quite right, he can just call me up and say oh something's not quite right here I need to come and see it but every year I I get him to come service that and clean all my radiators out and I don't have to think about it and it takes the pain away of trying to find the plumber or remember the guy that I spoke to six months ago um or avoiding the the emergency treatment because you haven't serviced it in forever exactly so love it prevention is always better than cure and I'm the kind of guy um that would much rather pay someone 20 bucks a month than 250 bucks every 12 months it's the same thing right um but i I know which one i'd prefer to pay and so um you can do all those kind of things you can uh you know what can you do what what sort of preventative maintenance can you do what kind of ways can you use digital to create an ongoing relationship with folks what kind of security can you give them how do you include uh, increase your 
repeat customer purchases, you know, and, 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 and what can I do that's going to help me do that? Knowing I've got digital, it's super convenient, it's super easy. And also, how am I going to take away some of my biggest headaches? So for my electrician friend, one of the biggest headaches he has is he has to go from A to B, and then he might have to come back to A again. Right. Because mm. one, the three clients stay on. They don't conveniently all live on the same street. Right. They so don't. <laughs> he's got all his travel costs to think about. Whereas right. if he's a bit more proactive about it, he can say, right, on that day, I'm going to do those three on that street. The he following day, I'm going to do that area that then now I'm starting to make a bit more sense. I'm starting to batch process a little bit of what I'm doing. Um, so I'm, I'm now solving some of the key problems that I have by converting clients to this. Um, sis, not every client wants it, which is fine, but you know what? But a, a lot, lot more want it than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about this, and I've used this model with my CPAs as well, but it's a very similar model. If you get enough people on the $20 a month or however much a month is the subscription rate to get in here, and then you go do the maintenance at a discounted you know, fee or whatever it is, you're getting income each month, right? Mm -hmm. So think of it like the, you know, in the financial world, it's called an annuity, right? You can count on, I've got, you know, a hundred people paying me X each month to be on my subscription plan and they get so much more for it. And it doesn't cost me any bit more. It's just staying in contact with them. And so I love this model, like the tax model. You know, my, my CPA files taxes, so they're really busy at tax time. And they're not so busy in between. And they miss those planning opportunities. Mm -hmm. So when you get them on that monthly subscription and they get a discounted tax bill, then you can do planning and more mm -hmm. ideas with them. And have you thought about this credit? Have you thought about that? Maybe you should buy some trucks. Maybe, you know, your income is high. It gives you more opportunities to deepen that relationship with a client that could be looking for who's my next electrician. You know, I need somebody who's picking up the phone at, at 11 o'clock at night versus the guy that I trust mm -hmm. who's worked on it before and knows what's going on. And mm -hmm. I think that's that's the deeper that's the deeper angle here mm -hmm. is that client relationship and engaging more with them and giving them a reason to stay with you when there's so much competition. Exactly. So like I say, it's a win-win. The whole thing is a win-win. I love it. I love it. Okay. So in our last few minutes here, how hard is it to develop something? Do you need to have a coder to, to be able to write all this stuff, to be able to develop a, an online digital product, or is it relatively easy? That's a very good question. And I think I'm going to venture to say that eight times out of 10, it's relatively easy. There'll be something out there that will help you do what you need it to do. Um, and you may have to be a bit creative. You may have to think about how it's going to work. Um, and then two times out of 10, you may need to seek a developer, depending on what it is that you want it to do. Like we did some work with a dry cleaning shop who wanted to put lockers all over the London underground where you could drop your dry cleaning off. In the oh. lockers, you didn't have to go to the shop. You could just do it on your daily commute, which was a great idea. But those lockers, we had, he had to have them so that you could scan your phone and it would track your order. And, you know, obviously it, made, it needed to make sure the right clothes got back to the right person, blah, 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 blah. And so they spent probably about 150 grand developing an IT system that would enable all this to happen, right? So that's quite complex, that system. Um, 
And it needed to be complex to create a relatively simple outcome for the clients that it couldn't be complicated but, for the client. But that's that's an investment, though. Mm-hmm. So you're making an investment in your company to make it convenient for others to use it. And you could probably dollar cost average that that piece out to where yeah. you're getting your return on your investment in a, in a shorter period of time. So, you know, it's not lost money. But yeah, so so that's a little bit more on the on yeah, the harder and, side. And- but. But like That's you said, I mean, a lot, of this, a lot of the stuff you can find online, you can make, you know, you can get a website or you can get, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of companies that are click and drag kind of thing, mm-hmm. or you can find someone who can help you strategize about the angle that you want to mm-hmm. do and who, like yourself, who has those skills, right? To say, mm-hmm. have you thought about this and this and that? Oh, here's who we would use on that. And then that's worth the time right there to go to an expert to help you strategize on how to, how yeah, to create totally. it. Yeah. Totally. Create. Cool. Wow. This is, this is fun. We talked about some different angles. We talked about some, you know, different service lines and, and adding those kind of products. And I know that this is for most of us, eight out of 10, a small investment that will great, you know, reap great rewards mm-hmm. for you on income, um, and revenue also on stickability, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, the stickiness of your customers, that they will love that. Because as you like presented earlier on, that customer, we have to go to where the customer is, mm-hmm. right? How the customer wants to buy. And I think that this is this is a great angle to deepen that relationship. Yeah, it really is. And, I, and uh, if you want to get started with something like this, the biggest thing you can do, the top tip is going to be research your customers what are their biggest pain points um where do they overlap with your pain points as a business and so how do you how do you use digital to make that easier and more convenient and um, if you can do that with one thing over here to start off with something and get your win in that area and then you know you don't have to solve every single problem uh, right at the start just start solving something you know, like I was talking to some lawyer friends of mine, in North Carolina, they were having issues with staff. And it's like, well, what does a member of staff do? Well, they transcribe the recordings from the meetings with the clients. Well, here's a website that will do the same thing for you. It's like 20 bucks a month. Pennies like, oh, on my the goodness. dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, really? This is quite a fascinating, do you know what I mean? And so understand the pain points. Just go on Google. Had is there a service out there that already helps you with that? And there probably is. So, um, but it starts with a cut with your customer research. What are their biggest pain points and where do they overlap with your pain points as a business? Love it. Love it. All right, Matt, this has been really enlightening. And I know that listeners have, have gotten some ideas on this. Where can, where can they find you and more information about this? Sure. I'd love to connect. Uh, all of my information, all of my details, like social media links, LinkedIn, Instagram, all that sort of stuff, just head over to my website, mattedmondson.com. They are all on there. Uh, and Perfect. just, yeah, let me know how you heard of me and I'll happily help you if I can. Love it. Love it. Well, you know, like I said, this is this is such an interesting topic and it's such an important angle for every business to get online and provide some sort of commerce opportunity for their clients um, in a way that their clients want to do it. And I love the idea of starting with the research. What's what's going on and what can you what can you solve and make it easier for the buyer? So good stuff. All right, listeners, I hope you found a few ideas to put into your business that will help you become more profitable. 
I know I have, and, and, you know, I've been talking about this for a little while, but I've just more and more ideas have popped up that, that uh, I know my clients would be interested in hearing. So good stuff. All right. So now more than ever, don't forget, it's important to build your business like you want to sell it. Don't forget to register for my new free 15 minute training on how to get your business sale ready. Even if you aren't thinking of selling it, there are tons of benefits to having a sale ready business like more freedom, more money, and an easier to run business. Go register for free at scale, the number two sell.biz. You don't want to miss this class. And we would love to hear your questions, feedback. Give us, give us what you are thinking about on your digital side on what you might be able to add to your business or maybe something you've already added or maybe something that failed because, you know, we all fail and we could learn from that. But put it in the chat. Tell us about it. Matt and I will respond to it and answer and give you feedback. So that'll be good. And then don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to have you on more. So you, as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks a lot. It's been great. <laughs>